All right, welcome back to the Third Eye Cyborg podcast. Now that we went through some of the basic functionality and concepts of Python, it's time to kind of get into an actual project or at least a point of view of a project. So you can do many things with Python, it's general purpose. So um, you could use it for developing web apps or desktop applications or doing data science. So we're going to talk about in this episode how to build a simple trading bot skeleton in Python. Now this is referencing an article as usual that I wrote in Medium. Now I write these articles a lot because uh, it's easier to follow along with my video and audio content when you kind of have a guide that is that is there for you to reference. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So that's why I do that. But getting into the project, um, I left a couple of really good reference spots for do for going deeper into quantitative finance or or building algorithms to trade and some of those resources are uh, like quant connect they're pretty much a community and uh, engine that trades uh, that you can build trading algorithms with in a number of different languages um I know that Quantopian was the other big one and they've recently been shutting down and, and transferring everything over to Quant Connect. So that's kind of making Quant Connect even more bolstered and big so uh, and robust and they have a really good way to migrate your algorithms. But I recommend definitely looking at them. They have boot camps and, and all kinds of uh, strategies and we will be uh, dealing with them more later on and kind of doing some competitions that they run as well as looking at their alpha stream market and just uh, algorithms to use on our tutorials on how to build uh, that type of thing with Python. And it's really fun. Um, I've done it for a while and it just can be almost addictive. So the other uh, references I left in here are Alpaca and it's just a free stock exchange API and um, it's really cool if you're looking to build your own trading server or something with the lean engine which is the free open source engine that um, quant connect provides and 
So the other ones are Alpha Vantage, and that's what we're going to be talking about in this uh, basic tutorial. And it's just an API that uses uh, that gives you different stock information. And it's uh, really good to know how APIs work with Python because, or any programming language that you want to especially do things uh, really in any realm, whether it be data science or web development or wherever you are, uh, if you're dealing with Python, it's good to know how to deal with APIs or programming in general. So uh, this will be a good dive into that a little bit. And Python has helper packages that help you communicate with the APIs. So you don't have to do the direct HTTP um, get and posts and requests like that. So you can um, use Python's packages that will make it more Pythonic and easier for you to understand as a Python programmer and use. So many of these packages are in other languages too. They have similar packages that, that accomplish uh, similar feats of making it easier to interact with different APIs. So this one we're going to interact with is going to be the AlphaVantage API. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna pull that data into a simple trading bot that is just going to use that data to make some basic decisions on when to buy and when to sell. And it will just spit out an output of that. Now, this is incredibly basic. Um, the IDE that I used in this is PyCharm. Although I've been switching over to Visual Studio Code, um, I just really have been falling in love with that. That text editor, Technically, it's text editor, but uh, lately, and I always went back and forth, but I just really, uh, I can't stop using Visual Studio's code. So I, I, I go back and forth. And I know I wrote an article about how Py, PyCharm is the best for Python. I, I really do believe that still if you're starting out because it, it does include all the basic stuff. But um, as you progress, you might deviate from that just to have more control or just uh, to be able to use a text editor with multiple different languages. Uh, so it, it comes in handy in a number of different ways. Now you can use the JetBrains Ultimate IDE uh, the, and you can get a lot of the functionality out of all of their broken up IDEs for like uh, Golang and, and for Python and all their other ones, you can pretty much get a lot of that functionality through that one IDE. So that is nice, but I, I just really uh, like the lightweightness of Visual Studio Code. But that is a little bit of a, a tangent off of what uh, the focus is. So I'll get back to it. And basically what we're looking at is we are going to use the requests and pandas modules within Python. And those are going to help us uh, get the data from the API and then structure it so that we can work with it and display it in Python. So we're gonna start by uh, creating a new project. And if you're in PyCharm, you just click 
create a new project and select your virtual environment and um your file system location once you do this you just click create project and uh after this you click on a file called main.py this is your main file and uh you'll see it in your project okay so this file has an example of hello world in it and you can just delete that out of there um out of the code inside of the file once you have it selected and you can then do your imports so you would want to make uh import the request module import the pandas module as pd that's an alias and in python you can import as uh different aliases or different names you make up for the package by uh putting the keyword as after your import statement and then whatever your alias is in this case pd and there's a lot of best common use aliases like pd or in mp for numpy and there's there's a number of other ones so you will get used to that just so it's a little bit easier shorthand when you're using methods off of that or functions off of that uh that package so now that you've made your imports you can go ahead and do your class definition to create a new class and then um, define your initialization method and just put self inside of the the parentheses for the parameter and uh, that's how you would start this one now you would want to first uh, load the symbol Google and we're gonna go ahead and just use a string of GOOG which is the ticker and uh, in in the stock market the ticker is kind of like the symbol the the reference to the company uh, that you're wanting to look at or pull so I just have a variable called symbol and I have that assigned with the assignment operator to the string G-O-O-G. Now you're going to want to do the HTTP GET request via the Python packet request module. And you're going to convert it to a CSV format using the pandas data frame. Um, and you're going to do this with a helper function from pandas called pd.read underscore CSV. And that's the, the helper method that basically takes this and decodes it into a readable uh, data frame, pandas data frame, so that you can interact with it with Python more. And uh, what you're going to want to do before that is you're going to want to define a variable called response. And you're going to want to assign that to, you could call this variable whatever you want. Response is quite often uh, used. I see that a lot. And then you're going to want to assign that to uh, requests.get. And get is the helper method to help get do a get HTTP request. And then you would want to put in your URL. And in this case, it is a, form, a formatted string. And it is HTTPS. And remember the S stands for the security. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And uh, then you would have colon forward slash forward slash www.alphavantage.co slash query. And then you'd have your query string, which is denoted with the question mark. And then you have uh, your function, which would be equal to time underscore series underscore intraday underscore extended all capital and then the and sign symbol equals and then you'd have in parentheses actually it's in curly brackets sorry um an s and this would be part of your formatted string and then you would have the and sign and then the api key equals and then i just have it in this example as demo but that's where you would put your api key and um you can get an api key through alpha vantage just by requesting one it's very easy they provide a pretty thorough walkthrough that's why i didn't really include it if you just go to their home page on getting one but yeah you would need to get one to uh complete this project correctly but right now i'm just using the demo key and then you'd have the and sign data type equals CSV. That's to get it in CSV. And then the and sign interval equals 30 minutes or uh, 30 and then MIN. And then the and sign slice equals year one month one. And then you can go ahead and end your string. Now at the end of this, you'd put the closing to your parentheses because remember, this is from the request.get method. And then you would put the dot content. Now, if you are trying to construct these types of um, URLs to, to uh, get something or to construct a get request, um, you can use a cool program called Postman. And we'll get into that into our next episode. We're really going to dive more into APIs and just how they work and, and the HTTP side of them. But for now, just know that you can use a program called Postman to kind of construct uh, get requests and understand APIs really well. You can use it for a number of other things and it's really powerful. Um, so yeah, I definitely recommend you check that out. Um, you can now print the response data and do some EDA or exploratory data analysis by using the print function and wrapping the response data variable. Now, the response data variable is the variable we assigned to the pd.read CSV. So when we're reading that CSV and uh, we, we pass a couple of other parameters into that function or into that method in order to get exactly how we would want it 
and those parameters are io.string uh, with the io being lowercase uh, referring to the io package and then dot string io and that's a capital s with a capital i and a capital o wrapped uh, inside of that is the response dot decode and wrapped inside of that is a string for utf8 describing um, exactly the parameters that you would need to get this out and then uh, pandas data frame correctly now when you're printing that you would just reprint print the response data which is that variable and you would be able to kind of see what you're dealing with um, you can also print just the head to see just uh, the first couple of uh, rows and that's a little bit easier sometimes to wrap your mind around or just to do a quick glance at your data and know what your columns are and what your rows are and what you're really dealing with. So what we would have is we would have a variable called mean and we would use the assignment operator to have that um, assigned to the function sum, which is just a Python basic function. And uh, you would have wrapped inside of that the response data variable that we created and in square brackets and uh, with that, because we're using that to access a column inside of the data frame, is the string close. And if you were to do the EDA on the response data in the previous step, you'd see close is a column for the close price. So we would have that divided by the length function. And you just use the divide by operator, the forward slash, and then the length function which is len and it's a basic python function to get the length of a array series or or a data frame column in this case so you'd use the length function wrap the response data variable in that with the same close uh, string inside of square brackets to access the close column and basically that is going to tell you the the mean of the close price and so what you are going to do from there is create some empty lists and you are going to call them buy sell and flat so buy assignment operator empty list sell assignment operator empty list flat assignment operator empty list and then you're going to create two more lists and you're going to equal those to the are you're going to assign those to the first one is going to be called time and it will be assigned to um, the list function which is a basic Python function and wrapped inside that is response data variable and inside of the square brackets for the accessor it is going to be the string time to get the time call then close is your second variable that you're going to create and it will use the assignment operator to assign it to a list function again and inside of that would be the response data close column so wrap that in your square brackets that string and then um, you're going to use a couple of nested for loops to iterate through these lists and then you're going to use conditional if statements to populate your insights list with 
the specific data points that meet your specific condition. So we are going to have four I in time and then inside of the coding block for that we're going to have for X and close and then inside of the coding block for that we're going to have if X is greater than mean the variable we created for the mean and remember X is the close then what we're going to have is uh, by which is our list dot append and then we're going to append the formatted string of uh, the symbol wrapped in curly brackets and I wrapped in curly brackets with X wrapped in curly brackets and then by uh, space by and then ending the string. So just by by itself as a string as part of it and then end the string. Remember to do formatted strings you have the lowercase f in front of the string. And you'll have an elif statement of x is less than mean and so you would have if that condition is true you'd have cell dot append f that for the formatted string and then inside of the string you would have symbol uh, in curly braces space i in curly braces space x in curly braces and then space cell as part of the string and then end your string and then have an else statement that after that, that's part of this conditional that has flat dot append uh, and then a formatted string with the symbol wrapped in the curly braces, the I wrapped in the curly braces, the X wrapped in the curly braces, and then flat at the end. So now we can put all of those lists into a dictionary by creating a dictionary with uh, by being one of the uh, keyword or key value pairs and how you do that is you would have trades a variable with the assignment operator and then wrapped in curly braces you would have the string in all caps you can choose to do that or not I did in this example um, you can have the string by and then you would have a colon after the string and then you would have whatever you would want as the value. So that could be a list of things. It could be a single value, but the, the key would be by the value would be what you have on the right of that colon. And so in this case, I have the by list. So I just have by um, the variable, all lowercase. And then I have colon. Now colon uh, gives you a new key value pair. That you can use and then I have the string in all uppercase cell with a colon and then the cell variable all uppercase and then I have another comma to make another key value pair and uh, I have flat all uppercase as the string for the key col uh, colon and then I have flat all lowercase as the variable for the value and those are all lists for the value so then you can print them and kind of see where your trades are. Now, this is a very basic way of doing it, but after you're done defining this class, um, at the end you would just have it print trades. And then you would just run the class. In this case, for this example, I named it TradeBot. 
And to follow naming conventions, I used a capital for the trade and a capital for the B. So if you wanted to create this app to where it had an infinite amount of args, you could use the args helper parameter in Python to tell Python that there is an infinite amount of arguments. And I have that example inside of the tutorial I wrote for this on Medium. So if you're interested in that, you can read that there. But yeah, uh, you would just then run the, the class and then give it as many tickers as you wanted. And it would kind of run a simulated trading based on if the price is over the mean or under the mean of the closing price for that ticker. So kind of a cool little way to build a kind of a bucket to just create a dictionary of when you would buy and when you would sell to kind of do some EDA. You could further that by putting it into plots and all sorts of things to give you more insights. And you can use different te uh, technical indicators, different fundamental indicators. You could go a lot further with trading algorithmically, but for now, um, I think this is a good introduction and it kind of shows you how helper packages can help you hook up to different data and different APIs and get you where you need to go for simple projects to advanced projects. So you'll use some of these, uh, what you learned in here and some of these uh, tips for later on projects. So I hope you guys enjoyed and uh, I'll be doing a further API Python tutorial next time. So we'll dive a little bit deeper and we'll learn more about APIs with Python. Um, learning APIs is invaluable. You have to really know how they work to do a lot in programming. So um, just interacting with them more and getting more practice with them is never bad. So I hope to see you guys next time. Hope you liked it and happy coding.